Well, let's welcome back Coach Bruton. Coach, do you have team updates for us? You just uh, you know finished the year with a, with a great win and an opportunity to really honor um, 11 seniors that have meant a lot to our program and have done uh, a ton of great things on the field and off the field. So really successful Saturday. Um, and now we're, we're kind of turning our attention to the offseason. So it's um, obviously you're always recruiting as a, as a college coach, but really putting our attention, our focus on recruiting, um, you know, and, and, and making sure our students, you know, current players finish the year strong academically and uh, but also get a break away from football. You know, it's time for them to uh, take some time away and, and just rest their bodies, recover, um, you know, and, and really focus on academics, focus on being a college student for a couple of weeks uh, and really finish the semester strong. So it's just a, really a period of transition for our program. And um, it's exciting. It's exciting to kind of start fresh with kind of a new phase um, of the year. So our coaches are on the road recruiting. Um, you know, I'm in the office today, but but I'll be out tomorrow. And, and uh uh, other coaches are out on the road, and, and we're looking to find guys that can, you know, make our program better and, and be the right fit for, for Lakeland football. Well, let's talk about that game for a little bit because I, I know you have to be happy about – you've talked to us quite a bit this season about closing out drives and things like that. It, it sure looked like you guys were making the most of that this last Saturday. Yeah, we did a lot of things um, – a lot of things right and a lot of things that, you know, you, you look back and say, hey, if we would have been able to do this early in the year – uh, we probably have a very different feel on the overall season, but uh, Lane was outstanding and, and just so proud of him, so happy for him. You know, he was a uh, you know a senior that, that struggled a little bit at times during the year, uh, but to his credit, you know, just kept working, um, showed up every day. You know, he lost his starting job early in the year, uh, never complained. You know, was very very supportive of, of Robbie and, and uh, our other quarterbacks, and just kept working. And um, you saw on Saturday kind of him put it all together and. Uh, tied a school record with seven touchdown passes um, and, and just played outstanding. But it, it was him, but it was also a number of other guys that, that really played well. And, uh, you know, the, the, the exciting thing for us was we saw the consistent improvement in our program throughout the year. Um, and a number of those guys that, that you saw, um, you know, contribute on Saturday were guys that, that had been improving uh, throughout the year. You know, Gabe Minez going over 100 yards rushing in his, his first career start. Um, Chris Crawford as a receiver – you know, improved tremendously throughout the year. Um, you know, I thought our offensive line played very well. You know, we were without, you know, four of our game one starters on the offensive line. Um, and, and the guys that were in there, you know, really, again, have improved throughout the year and played well. And, and then defensively, we were really opportunistic, uh, forced some turnovers, scored on defense. So uh, just a really, really good team win and a really positive end of the season. You know, I think in a victory like that, a lot of people talk about, how beneficial that is that you get to play some of your younger guys and give them an opportunity to, um, you know, get some playing time. But but I think a victory like that ensures that you get to give your seniors a lot of time to play because, you know, you, it's kind of in hand, so to speak. So did you feel like that gave your seniors the opportunity to get a, a huge amount of playing time on their last game of their careers? Yeah, I mean, it, it was good. You know, a lot of our seniors uh, start for us, you know, um, but got an opportunity to get all those guys significant time. You know, Lane, for instance, um, you know, we only dressed two quarterbacks on Saturday. Um, Callie, you know, uh, Isaiah Malone, our backup um, on Saturday, yeah, he was great. He's been great all year, just really supportive of Lane, really supportive of Robbie, uh, stepped up when he had his opportunity. Um, but he was great, just said, keep, keep playing Lane. Let, let him finish it out. Um, and he was the only player that we didn't play. He was the only guy that didn't get in the game. So we were able to get everybody else time, which is really – exciting and well-deserved for a lot of those young guys that haven't got a lot of time during the year. Um, you know, but the other, the other seniors all, all contributed, all played. Um, you know, Quentin Wilson, who's been 
um, like a reserve running back for us his whole career. Um, he scored his first career touchdown and, and ran hard when he was in the game. He was kind of became our backup running back on, on Saturday. Um, and he scored, which was really exciting. You know, it was cool to see how excited our players were for him. Um, you know, so our seniors had, had great moments. And then there were other guys, you know, um, you know, receiver Corinthians Jones had his first career touchdown. Uh, Caleb Butler had his first career touchdown. Uh, Isaiah uh, Thomas had his first career touchdown. Zay, uh, Xavier Thomas, rather, uh, had his first career touchdown. So a bunch of guys contributed uh, when they got their opportunity. And that, that was really exciting to see. And um, just a really good team effort. Like I said, we played everybody. Um, you know, a lot of those young guys haven't had a lot of opportunities. You know, as, as much of the year uh, has been a struggle, we, we didn't get blown out with the exception, really, of the Aurora game. We were in every game, so there wasn't opportunities to to empty the bench on either end, whether in a big win or a big loss. And um, So a lot of those guys didn't see the time that they may normally see. Uh, so being able to play everybody was really important to us. Now, I, I want to say I, I'm sure there were lots of things you were happy about this Saturday, but, but I thought the one you were probably most happy about was 10 perfect extra points. Yeah, Peyton, uh, you know, he tied the school record, uh, which, which, is, uh, which is awesome. And, you know, we scored – we scored 70-plus a handful of times um, since I've been here. We, we've never done it uh, while making all the extra points. So, you know, 10 out of 10, you know, it's, it's Charlie Rigi as the long snapper. Um, it's Caleb Besaw as the holder. Um, and then Peyton, you know, he kicked the ball better than he has all year. Um, and it wasn't just the extra points. His kickoffs were, were tremendous. Um, but, yeah, 10 for 10, you know, sometimes um, we don't ever take those, those points for granted around here. Uh, we struggled at times with extra points. Uh, we struggled this year a little bit, but he was outstanding on Saturday and uh, got rewarded. He was the conference special teams player of the week, and, and as was Lane as the offensive player of the week. And uh, they're both from the same high school, so it was the uh, the Berlin High School boys uh, that they really showed out and had a great performance. So really happy for Peyton, and um, you know, again, just uh, just a really good effort by a bunch of guys in, in that unit. Well, let's jump into fan questions, and we'll start with Don, who says, you've had injuries to key players this season, especially with Robbie and Jay going down. Do you feel like you have to have at least two skilled guys at every position? And if you do, how do you keep them happy and ready to go if needed? Yeah, I mean, it's, you, need, you need bodies, and, and that's an area where um, you saw it at running back for us this year. You know, we had, we had four guys, um, four different players go over 100 yards in a game, obviously uh, rushing, obviously Robbie being one of them at the quarterback position, but... You know, it was Jay early in the year. Um, then the middle part of the year, it was really Vaughn, and he had three straight games of, of well over 100 yards. Uh, Gabe Minas, like I said, stepped up on Saturday, got his first start. He went over 100 yards. Uh, but you need that depth. You know, we were, um, you know, in 2021, when we had a really successful season, we were really, really fortunate injury-wise. You know, just did not did not suffer any of those really serious injuries to our to our key guys, to our key contributors for, for the vast part of the uh, majority of the year. This year was kind of the opposite. Um, and, and the interesting thing is we didn't practice any differently. Uh, we really limit contact in practice. And it, you know, it's just one of those things where the injury luck kind of comes and goes. So you need depth. Um, you know, you need to have a second quarterback that's ready to, to step in. And, um, you know, you, you, need, you need numbers. You know, you need bodies. And, and that's an area that we struggle with all year. You know, our lack of depth hurt us. And it hurt us in, in our ability to practice efficiently. Um, you know, it hurt us in some positions, you know, not so much necessarily the offensive skill positions, but hurt us on the D line for sure. Um, it hurt us in the secondary. You know, so that, it's a big priority for us this offseason. We got to add depth um, in numbers, but just quality depth. And 
guys that are going to be ready to uh, to contribute, you know, on special teams right away, and and uh, you know, be that guy that's that key reserve when when a guy goes down or a guy needs a, a blow. Chad would like to know how do you feel about next year's playoff idea, where you play a kind of a playoff game on the last week of the season. Yeah, I, I like it. You know, there's there's some talk about um, expanding the Division Three playoffs, and and there's been some talk about. Um, you know, potentially removing the bye week and playing 10 straight games um, so that week 11 would, would be an extension of the playoffs. Uh, but those a number of things. I think it allows um, some more deserving teams into the playoffs. And I think every year at Division Three, you see that conversation with um, only five at-large bids. And there's some, some really, really good football teams that get left out. Um, and that's a shame. You know, I, I think the more opportunity you can pr- provide for kids to play in those type of games, um, you're starting to see more of these bowl games that pop up, and I, and I think that's something that um, you know c- could be could be a really exciting way to end the year. Um, you know, our, our league joined with the Midwest Conference to play a bowl game this year for the first time. So Concordia, Wisconsin, is representing our league, um, and perhaps that's an opportunity. Uh, but the other thing that's really interesting is there's been a lot of studies showing that um, well, I think as coaches, the bye week is a positive and allows you to kind of reset. Um, you're, you're more likely to have injuries in the bye week than you are any other week of the season. And a lot of that's because um, teams, teams will contact more, they'll hit more, they'll, they'll scrimmage more during the bye week than they will any other time during the year. Uh, we kind of go the opposite way. We're, we really pull back quite a bit uh, on the physicality during the bye week. Uh, but in general, there's more injuries that week than any other week of the season. Uh, the second highest week for injuries is the week directly after the bye week. So that first game after the bye week, uh, when maybe your guys are getting reacclimated to, to contact and things like that. So, you know, there, there's really good, um, I think, proposals in place to look at, say, you know, hey, let's let's play 10 straight. Um, you know, I don't know if it'll if it'll come to a vote this year or, or how quickly that could happen, but I think it's um, I think it's a real positive for for kind of everybody. Uh, next up, we have Pete who would like to know how do you feel about Aurora's chances in the D3 playoffs. Yeah, you know, they, they drew Whitewater, so they, they drew one of the big dogs, and that's been kind of the uh, the history of our league is you, you're drawing one of the top teams. You know, you're drawing a top-five team, and you know, the three years that we went consecutively, we drew a top-five team in the country all all three years. You know, one of the years we drew number one Whitewater. And, you know, I think the biggest difference for our league has always been our ability to play up front. You know, the line of scrimmage on both offense and defense has been a struggle for us, and um, Aurora is very good, very good in both those areas. Their offensive line is outstanding. Um, I think the, the strength of their football team, though, is their defensive front six is very good. Um, but it's still a different animal, you know, playing UW-Whitewater. And that's where, where Whitewater kind of makes their name is, is up front, you know, on both sides of the ball. And that, to me, is the key. You know, I think Aurora's skill position guys can match up. Uh, it, the question I have is, are they going to be able to compete at the line of scrimmage? And, and we'll see. You know, I, I don't know. Um, if they'll be able to, quite honestly. Um, if they can, they're going to be right in the game and have a great opportunity. Um, if they can't, you know, if they can't run the ball, if they can't stop the run, um, if they can't pressure the quarterback, and, and now Whitewater can get into their, their run game and then their play game, it's going to be a long Saturday. So, um, you know, until our league wins one of these games, uh, we're, going to be, we're going to be kind of facing these, these top five type teams. And obviously our area is so rich with, with really good football. Um, you know, with the WIAC, with the CCIW, with the, the Minnesota Conference. Um, you know, we we got to win one of these games as a league in order to gain the respect where maybe now we're not drawing that, that top team right away. So 
really interested to see what happens, and, and I, I think we'll know right away. We'll know very early in the game, you know, how Aurora is competing at the line of scrimmage, and that'll be the whole difference. Sean would like to know, he says, you don't have to name names, but are there coaches you either play against or who are in the NFL or college ranks that you simply don't like? Oh, yeah, absolutely. There, there's, a, there, there's a number of them that, uh, you know, I, I think there's uh, – there's coaches at the Division One or the NFL level that that I just you know haven't haven't been big fans of, um, but yeah, I think there's there's definitely different coaches um, you coach against that different personalities and things like that that uh, you know you, you may not vibe with quite as well. Um, and then there's coaches that that you get along with great. You know we're we're pretty fortunate in our league. We got a pretty good group of guys in our league um, as far as coaches, but that hasn't always been that way. Um, to be quite honest, um, there's been some coaches that that have. Uh, been in our league and, and laughter for different reasons that um, you know maybe you didn't vibe with the r- the right way, but um, you know it's it's just different personalities. It's like, I think it's like that probably in every business. You know, there, if you if you're a salesman, there's different salespeople that you get along with and some you don't. Or if you're you know um, you know professor or teacher, or you're you know working in, in any other field, there's probably people you get along with and people you don't. So uh, the difference with our field is that it's you know you're extremely competitive and and you're competitive with a scoreboard, you know, so not only do you uh, maybe not get along with that person on a personal level, but you also are competing um, with a scoreboard. So, uh, but yeah, I think, I think there's certainly, certainly ones you don't, you don't you know, qu- get along with quite as well as the others. Timothy would like to know, what's the craziest, most outrageous thing you would like to achieve in your life? <laughs> um, craziest, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's that much, that many crazy things. Um, I, I want to get a hole in one in golf, and if you've seen me golf, that's a pretty crazy, uh, pretty crazy goal. Uh, I keep telling myself I'm gonna run a half marathon, so that that may be something that's not crazy, but something that uh, I'm gonna look to do, and maybe you know, hopefully, uh, potentially, sometime next summer. Um, you know, those things aren't too crazy. You know, I don't have uh, I don't have aspirations of you know visiting every every country or. or jumping out of an airplane or, or climbing Everest or anything like that. So there, there's nothing like that. You know, I don't uh, – but we'll see. You know, I, I think uh, I'm 41. I'm still fairly young, so so things may change, and, and uh, you may see me on the mountain one day. Green Bay Marathon, you and I next year. Let's go. go. All right. I'm going to get trained up. i got a partner now. All right, I'm rolling. That one, that one ends in Lambeau, though, so we might have to skip that one. I don't know if we want to support that. <laughs> we have to find a different one. <laughs> Uh, so uh, you, I, you stepped in something here, Coach, because Janie would like to know what's wrong with Smarties. Uh, like, just uh, just the garbage candy. They they really don't have much flavor. They're kind of just circular um, circular discs of bad sugar. Um, you can tell when it when it when it when a candy isn't any good when they give you that much quantity for that cost, right? Um, they're, they're a very cheap candy, but they're giving you decent quantity. Um, which tells you that it's just a bad product. You know, they're they're trying to uh, sell them any way they can. Uh, they feel like you're almost eating like a like a some sort of a medicine, like a an acid pill or something like that. You know, with the shape and everything. Um, they're, they're they're just a terrible candy. They're, there's really no redeemable quality. I'm not a big fan of the name either. You know, I, I don't know what Smarties have to do with with eating that stuff. So, not a fan. I, I I'm with you on that. Never been a fan either. Mary says, since you don't like turkey that much, it sounds like, what is the traditional Thanksgiving meal at your household? 
Yeah, so I will eat some turkey. I'm not a huge fan, but I'll, I'll you know, on Thanksgiving I'll eat turkey. Um, so generally my plate's going to be turkey. It's going to be uh, corn. It's going to be mashed potatoes. Um, it's going to be probably like some sort of a jello. Um, it's going to be you know some some dinner rolls, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up the dessert and the appetizers during during the day pretty hard. But um, you know I, I'm not a stuffing guy. You know my family loves stuffing. Um, I don't do like the green bean casseroles or really anything with a vegetable. I'm not really uh, not really hitting up so any of the casseroles, things like that. But that's kind of what my plate's going to look like. Uh, I'm going to have clear division between the uh, you know between the product. I, you know, I eat turkey with no gravy. I, I hate gravy, so I don't do any of that. So it's plain mashed potatoes. It's it's corn, um, some Jello, maybe some cranberry, uh, some cranberry sauce, maybe some of that. But uh, but yeah, it's not, I'm not getting too exotic out here. You know, we'll. we'll uh, I'll, I'll eat a little bit of turkey just for uh, you know, just for the occasion. It's a one time a year I really eat turkey, and that's about it. Okay, so keep those things you don't like, because we'll come back to those in a minute. <laughs> Next up is Kevin, who would like to know: From Thanksgiving Day until New Year's, are you just locked in front of your television watching college and NFL football? Uh, I wouldn't say I'm locked, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of. Uh, you know, my, my daughter has been uh, Blakely has been asking for princess, you know, especially on Sundays. Can we watch? You know, she wants to watch some princess movie. She's four years old and, and just kind of obsessed with princesses and um, about your, your traditional just girly girl at, at four years old. And I just keep telling her it's football day, it's football day, and she gets uh, a little upset at that. So we're going to watch enough of it. Uh, we'll, we'll see, you know, we'll see all the games and the action and everything else during the midweek and stuff like that. So we're going to watch, you know, plenty of football. Uh, my kids will be sick of me. They'll be sick of football, but, but they'll have to deal with it. So back to this. So Dyson would like to know, give us your top five of dishes or things that you should never be served on Thanksgiving. Whew. Um, let, me, let me come up with my list. I, so I'm not, a, I'm not a big fan really of any casserole. So I'll start with, uh, with green bean casserole. Uh, not a fan. Uh, not not going to eat it. Not going to put it anywhere near my mouth. I don't even want it on my plate. Like I don't want it potentially touching and infecting the other uh, – the other food, you know, I think there, there's some of that. Um, you know, I don't do stuffing. It kind of, again, kind of, kind of grosses me out. Um, so not, not going to go, not going to go there. I know a lot of people really love, um, a lot of people really love mac and cheese as like a Thanksgiving food. I, I'm not a mac and cheese fan at all. Um, so I, I don't eat mac and cheese, which, which I know is surprising to some, but just, just don't do it. Um, you know anybody that that wants to go um, like a sweet potato, not not eating that. You know I'll, I'll eat some mashed potatoes, potentially like a baked potato. Um, not, not necessarily on Thanksgiving, but I'm not eating a, a sweet potato. Not doing that. Um, you know I've seen people come out with some coleslaw. Coleslaw might be the grossest thing in the world. Um, so keep that away from the plate. That you know I, I think uh, there's probably more things that I don't want on my plate than I do. Um, so it's, it's a, you know, it could be a, it could be a pretty big list here, but yeah, I'm not doing, uh, you know, not doing like a yam or anything like that. Uh, I don't like ham. So if you're trying to come with ham, first of all, it's Thanksgiving, like suck it up, eat some turkey. Um, but you're trying to come with some, some ham. I don't, I don't do ham at all. Um, yeah. And it really, you start adding any vegetables. Like I'm not eating carrots. I'm not eating, um, you know, at, broccoli or anything like that so so you can keep that you know you're trying to get healthy you're trying to put a little bit of vegetables on your plate like just don't do it just just you're okay 
um, take that stuff off the plate. I'm with you on coleslaw. Anything that has cabbage and mayonnaise should never be allowed. Mayonnaise is just disgusting to begin with. So then you start mixing it with other disgusting stuff. Like not not good. I'm agreeing. Uh, next up, we have Amanda, who would like to know what have you been thankful for from this past season. That's a great question. Uh, I think a lot. You know, I've been thankful for my coaches. You know, I think our staff um, has really worked hard, and you know. Coach Lato uh, on defense, you know, did it without really a full-time assistant, um, without a GA, uh, did an outstanding job. I thought just the, the positivity they bring every day. Um, you know, Coach Feast has been kind of my right-hand man for, for 16 years and, and just so uh, so thankful for his friendship and um, just the work he puts in. And, and then Coach Kenzie is kind of our other, our GA, our full-time guy, um, just got so much better as the year went on and cares so much about our players. Uh, so I'd say number one, just, you know, just uh, just our coaches. Um, I think the relationships with our players, you know, as tough of the year as it was, wins and losses-wise, it really was an enjoyable group to coach in a lot of ways. Um, you know, the, the fact that, uh, that we just continued to play hard and, and work, and, you know, I thought really nine out of ten weeks, with the exception of Concordia, Wisconsin, you know, our, our kids really played hard, and they competed, and um, just proud of that. You know, there's a lot of teams – um, we went down to Aurora week nine or game nine and lost 68 to nothing. And there's a lot of teams, a lot of programs that wouldn't have come back and wanted to play that last week. They wouldn't have wanted to continue to compete and continue to, uh, to work. And, and, you know, our program was different. Our kids did. So i uh, really thankful for that. You know, and I'm just thankful for, um, you know, the parents, the support, um, our administration here, um, no, I got I got to give uh, a shout out. We have a mother, um, Liz, that that takes pictures at every game, and uh, just did an outstanding job. And and she she's Parker's mom, one of our uh, defensive backs, freshman defensive back. And she came to us early in the year and said, Hey, I'd like to do. You know, I've done pictures in the past. I'd like to do pictures. Would you Would you mind if I'm on the sideline? And uh, just what a blessing that is. You know, having the ability to <clears throat> every game have pictures. And um, she took pictures of everybody. You know, not obviously not just her son, but. The guys on the field, the guys on the sidelines, um, for, for about three or four days, I've been watching her pictures just show up over and over and over again on my Instagram feed because all the guys are kind of doing their year recap and posting the eight or ten best pictures, and uh, she took all those, you know. So just really thankful for her and, and um, you know, the work she put in. Obviously, we didn't we didn't pay her. It was just, uh, you know, she volunteered to do it and loves doing it and uh, did an outstanding job. So uh, she's one of many. You know, we've had other parents that have reached out during the year and helped in different ways, and I'm just really thankful for our, our football family here at Lakeland. Fantastic. And our words of wisdom for this week. Yeah, this one uh, you know, might, might apply a little more to people living in, in our areas, in, in Wisconsin, in the Midwest, but just, just, uh, just be ready. You know, so we went uh, last Thursday, um, was kind of our last true practice of the year. We have a Friday walkthrough. Uh, we took the field at 415. It was 73 degrees. Um, it, it was it was beautiful. You know, our guys were out there in shorts and short sleeves, and everyone was happy. We went out for Friday walkthrough. You know, 24 hours later, and it was 34 degrees. Um, so it was about a 40 degree drop. And I think the the biggest reminder is just be ready. Uh, for me, it was cleaning out my garage. You know, we we have with all the kids. You know, we don't usually park our cars in the garage, especially in the summer. Um, but you had to be ready because it comes quick. You know, so I was out there uh, this weekend trying to clear the garage out enough space so we could park the cars in the garage because uh, we were getting snow. You know, it was three or four days after it was 
uh, 73 degrees, we were getting snow. So just be ready. It comes fast. You know, winter winter comes fast, and it's going to be here for a long time. So just make sure you're ready. Make sure the snowblower is ready. Make sure you can find the kid's hat and gloves. Make sure you can find the snow pants. Make sure you can find the boots. And just be ready because, it, it, you know, it, it goes so fast. And, uh, and when it comes, it comes harsh. So we're in the middle of it, and we got about four or five months left of this. Um, but but you got to be ready. Fantastic. Coach Bruton, thanks for joining us this week. Hey, Rob, I really appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving.